You're listening to Gospel Centered Rest, a podcast by Grace Bible Church in Cambridge, Ontario. And it is a delight to uh, to have Mr. David Robinson back. It's good to be back. And I guess, well, I mean, we haven't done an episode in a while anyways. Mm-hmm. So even while you were away, Byron and I only did one episode. So this is kind of the first episode in a while. So it's good to, it's it's good to be real, back. It's a relaxed summer. It is. It's been a it's been a relaxed summer for right. for us to enjoy the weather outside, um, and to enjoy other things like travel and mm-hmm. getting yeah. getting some time of rest. And which we yeah. hope that that others have um, been able to do that as well. Um, but today we're uh, we're also continuing through the Book of Ephesians um, as a church on Sunday mornings. And David, the last several weeks um we've been <laughs> we've been in Ephesians four yeah uh versus basically verses twenty five or even earlier um where did that start yeah verse twenty five through to through to five uh verse two but this is these verses are just so packed uh full of uh so many good things for us to consider and to think about to be reflecting on like as you were even mentioning uh, reflecting on how paul has built everything from the beginning of the book to this point and even the whole part the front part of ephesians 4 uh, just bringing us to this point of putting off and putting on putting off the old self putting on christ putting on the new self but one of the things that you've been highlighting and the passage highlights is anger and um, why don't you just take a few moments and um, walk us through that a little bit? Yeah, it's it's uh, Paul. It's a, it's striking how in Ephesians how encouraging Paul is because everything is grounded in the gospel. Mm-hmm. And I think when we're grounded in the gospel. And Paul doesn't, again, begin with, in Ephesians 4, he doesn't begin with our behavior. He talks about our character. He talks about being using our gifts. In other words, being in community, mm-hmm. uh, being in a church family where we're going to be encouraged. So even before we talk about anger or, um, you know, just frustrating, sinful conversations that tear one another down rather than build up or... You know, just relationships that are built on, you know, the sand of selfishness. Mm-hmm. Uh, Paul's already instructing us. Um, he's saying, you know, without humility and gentleness and patience and bearing with one another and making every effort towards unity because we're unified in Christ. And uh, without um, understanding that we've been gifted and others have been gifted, so we live life together uh, without understanding not to go back to mm-hmm. our old way of life. Mm-hmm. And I think Paul's really honest about that. We we can get comfortable with our sin. And Paul says, you know, the gospel really does change us. Mm-hmm. But, it, you know, by God's grace, um, he will give us strength to live differently. Mm-hmm. And then he brings us to some uncomfortable conversations. Mm-hmm. And among those are, you know, we can live hiding. We can live telling a lot of lies, believing a lot of lies. We can live with a lot of anger. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think we are a generation that doesn't quite know what to do with anger anymore. Mm-hmm. 
and you know lies and then paul also talks about selfishness so what we've been looking at in uh our our sunday morning services is are are the three great challenges of relationships Mm -hmm. uh whatever relationships they might be but can we be honest with one another um can we can we be kind and compassionate and forgiving instead Mm -hmm. of filled with anger Mm -hmm. and then uh can we be selfless and I think if people are struggling with relationships um, or we've been talking a bit about parenting, um, these, are, these are good things to teach the next generation. Mm-hmm. Like it's why we tell our children, don't lie. Mm-hmm. And, you know, sometimes the, the older they get, it's like, well, why? And <laughs> we say, well, God says so. Mm-hmm. Um, but you can bring them to a place like Ephesians and say, you don't have to lie because you can have this type of conversation. Or you don't have to be angry um, because there is forgiveness so that you can be kind and compassionate to your brother or sister. Mm -hmm. Um, Or uh, the example that we gave, which was encouraging them to pick up their toys and and do a good job at it. Mm -hmm. And they're like, oh, why? And it's Paul essentially says, because we don't want you to be selfish um, so that when you grow up and you take that, um, you know, four-year-old body and mindset, and that all of a sudden becomes a twenty-year-old. Yeah. Um, they know how to do an honest job, and they know how to do it selflessly. And that is just that—that's how practical Paul is. But you know, like if if we, for example, want to bring up those conversations. Or somebody brings mm-hmm. up those conversations in our lives. Like, mm-hmm. I want to talk about your falsehood. I want to talk about your anger. Um, I want to talk about how selfish you can be. It's like, yeah, I'm a little uncomfortable with that conversation. Yeah. So that, I think that's what Paul's doing in Ephesians 4. He's, he's prepared us for the conversation. Um, but it's, it can still, like, people want authenticity today. Paul is authentic. He is mm-hmm. bringing up uncomfortable material. Well, if you just think about it, like you mentioned, truthfulness, anger, selfishness, those are three key things um, when it comes to every relationship that we're in is to make sure that it's built on truthfulness. It's, um, doesn't, it doesn't lend itself to, to be an anger, um, disputing, what does he say, arguing, yelling. Yeah, um, free for all. Yeah, uh, selflessness, yeah. like just how key those are. And I, and I mean, like, um, like we know you do a lot of, you do a lot of counseling and over the years I had the privilege of doing a lot of uh, premarital counseling. Um, but just how even essential these, these are for the most intimate relationships that we yeah. can have with one another. And when you're meeting with a, with a couple that's struggling, usually it's one of these things. Or all three of them. Yeah. You know, when we do struggle in relationships. But something that you had mentioned that I'm glad that you, that you brought out is, um, maybe this was a few weeks ago. I can't remember. Maybe mm-hmm. you can remember. But, no. <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> but you had, uh, you had talked about even like quiet anger. And yeah. um, sometimes somebody can read a passage like this and be like, well, I don't, I don't struggle with anger because, yeah. because I, I mean, I, I'm not shouting. I don't have outbursts. But you were unpacking a little bit on even this past Sunday, a little bit about bitterness, 
um, and those seeds and um, there were seeds of anger start. And uh, I remember, was it a book by David Paulson or Ed Walsh on anger? And Mm -hmm. he talks about quiet anger quite a bit. Do you, Mm -hmm. do you mind just taking a moment and just discussing that a little bit? How, how anger really manifests its manifests itself before the outburst. Yeah. Yeah. I can't, I can't remember which book it is. Um, it's been a while since I've read the book, but, uh, you know, just even in terms of what you, you said at first, uh, about these highlighting, um, you know, really, and, and making things really difficult in, let's just mm. say marriages mm-hmm. or families. Um, and you know, it, it, it builds on itself. So, you know, if, if a family or if a couple comes in, usually they're having trouble with conversation. Mm. Um, and either they're, you know, either it's an angry conversation or they're hiding um, or it's a selfish conversation. So those three things that we talk about, they, um, when you're angry, you can be very selfish and you can be very judgmental. Mm-hmm. So your conversation is not going to go well. So you're not going to have a conversation where, um, <laughs> it's good for building up the other person. Like I'm really angry and I'm going to build you up. That's not how it usually goes. It's <laughs> like, I'm really angry and I'm going to tear you down. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, you know, for someone who's selfish can be a very angry person. And mm. also, you know, it can, uh, be a, be a very, um, a person who just lies a lot, um, a person who doesn't, um, speak truth to their neighbor. And, and so the, you're right. All three, in a sense, hang together. So this isn't mm-hmm. Paul just kind of picking three things as examples. I don't think this is Paul saying these, this is what happens. This is what can happen. And, and so if there are couples who are struggling, then, you know, that's a, it's not a checklist, but it's, it's a good, it's a good passage to work through to say, okay, are we speaking truth to our neighbor? Mm-hmm. And each to our neighbor reminds us that like, are we speaking truth basically in love? Mm-hmm. Not just, am I speaking truth? And, you know, I'm going to tear a strip off you. It's going to be like, you're my neighbor. Um, we're, we're members of one another. Um, and then, you know, um, in my anger, and this leads to your second question. Yeah, we, some people say, well, I'm not angry. And then you hear that, you know, they haven't talked to their spouse in four days. Right. In two <laughs> weeks. Um and you know giving them the silent treatment and it's not just silent treatment but sometimes anger is you know there are certain activities in a marriage you know um uh we're going to talk about sexual immorality in a a bit um because Mm -hmm. ephesians brings that up and you know some people and we we looked at first corinthians 7 a while ago and you know not using intimacy as a weapon in a marriage Mm -hmm. And so, or, you know, maybe it's just kindness or other activities, um, not spending time together where um, that's anger. And so to your point, you know, somebody walks away and says, well, I'm not a yeller and I'm not a, I I don't Mm -hmm. slander. Um, And so I must not be angry. But I think that's interesting that Paul, and that's why it's interesting Mm -hmm. Paul begins with bitterness is because it can be silent. And it can be difficult to know when to have some of these conversations. And that's why I think bitterness is a bit of a gauge. Um, we looked at a passage in Peter, I think first Peter two about love covers a multitude of sins. And if, if our bitterness is just not going away, we probably need to have that discussion. Um, 
and we're seeking for it to be an honest discussion, but we're also seeking for it to be a um, for it to be a selfless discussion. Mm. And so the opposite as well is um, helps us have those conversations. Yeah, and I I just like you had even mentioned earlier just how practical Paul is with the gospel. I mean, it's so surrounded with the gospel and you're going to get into chapter five, right? Yeah. Verses one and two, be imitators of God as dear, dearly loved children. Why, how can we do this? Because we're dearly loved children of God. Um, We've been changed by the gospel. Um, And when you really just think practically about how God has forgiven us, how God has loved us, it gives us this, this blueprint of this is how we're to interact um, with love and with, gentleness and kindness with each other as we're having these difficult conversations as we're dealing with um, we're dealing with lying truthfulness anger and um, and even selfishness mm-hmm. yeah and Paul it's amazing how the the even the book of Ephesians fits together because in Ephesians 2 we read about our God's wrath on us and yet mm-hmm. uh, verses 6 through 8 talks about his kindness so in Ephesians 4 32 and be kind and compassionate. So it's not, it's not like, oh, I'm going to be kind because someone was kind to me. Um, but I'm going to be kind in the most difficult of circumstances. And mm. then Paul not only says be kind, but be compassionate. And uh, we looked at Matthew 18 where there's the parable of the servant who didn't forgive his servant, yet he was forgiven by the king. And um, the king talks about, you know, I have compassion on you. I release you. Uh, so he's forgiven. Um, and again, in Ephesians 4, the word forgiven in the Greek um, is an unusual word. It's not the normal word for forgiving, yeah. and it includes the word grace. And so Paul, again, is bringing us back to Ephesians 1 that talks about the blessings of God's overwhelming grace. And then as you um, you know, mentioned, Ephesians 5, which is sadly almost a different chapter it is a different chapter so it's like okay we have a new topic but we don't really because you see the word therefore there um be imitators of god he speaks truth um be imitators of god uh he knows kindness and he he knows how to how to be angry and not sin perfectly um and then again he's selfless and so be imitators but walk walk in love as christ also loved you and gave himself for us a sacrificial and fragrant offering to god so what will our lives be? Our lives will be sacrificial. I don't really want to have that conversation. <laughs> um, but how do I sacrifice knowing that I'm dearly loved? How do I walk in love? So it's a fragrant offering. So you could legitimately ask the question, how do I smell in a relationship? Mm-hmm. And like, do, do people, are people repulsed by me? Are people, do people stay away from me? Uh, mm-hmm. Or... You know, when it's very, very difficult, and that's one of the things we're struggling with when we talk about forgiveness is, well, I don't feel like forgiving. Well, sometimes you need to go through a process of, well, it's not, this is not what I feel. This mm-hmm. is what I've experienced, and this is the action that I'm seeking to take. And as we discussed Sunday morning, forgiveness is often a process rather yeah. than just a point in time. And I think that's actually very important because people say, okay, well, we had that conversation and then it's never to be brought up again. Right. But 
that's what forgiveness does. I mean, we're continually mm-hmm. talking to God about forgiveness. Like, oh, I, I sinned like that again, or I did that again. Like, we're, mm-hmm. we're, we're working through forgiveness before God. Mm-hmm. And I think we have to allow relationships mm-hmm. to work through forgiveness as well. I remember listening to uh, um, uh, a pastor talk about how he was walking through a, a couple where there is infidelity and forgiveness um issues and um and he was helping the wife and and she 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 kept bringing up like i'm, I'm just finding it hard to forgive but mm-hmm. him making the point that it's that it's a process if yeah. you're committed to this process yeah. and that even on sunday you were talking about like it's a hard like it's hard work oh, too right yeah. like it you're absorbing a cost yeah um but as we've talked about in the past and you mentioned on sunday sometimes we we can think okay forgiveness means like you're saying you don't bring it up again or you're not still working through the process but that's not what it means um or forgiveness means that you trust right away yeah or that that trust is built um and and that's not necessarily the case Mm -hmm. you can you can forgive somebody without there being that trust there in the relationship yeah so yeah, absolutely we and we're going to actually look at that this coming sunday morning what happens when forgiveness gets really messy because we yeah you know we like the fairy tale ending and if i just go and see this person then um everything will be fine and sometimes it really isn't um and sometimes there is forgiveness but uh either the relationship needs to be you know either it's just broken um and it won't be the same. I mean, hopefully there's still that kindness towards one another. Yeah. But um, there are also times where uh, forgiveness takes place um, and we just we just live in that brokenness. Mm-hmm. Um, and that, that's, I know that's not a very, it doesn't seem like a very Christian thing to say. Yeah. It almost doesn't seem like, right. well, if you only had more faith. But, Forgiveness lives in the world of, um, like, deep darkness. Mm-hmm. And deep darkness is done to people mm-hmm. sometimes. And um, sometimes there's just uh, almost unspeakable evil. Mm-hmm. And um, in this life, some relationships will not be repaired. Uh, and, you know, you talked about adultery mm-hmm. um you know the the word acknowledges how deep that yeah. is how dark that is yeah. and that may not be able to be repaired now mm-hmm. you know thank the lord you hear stories where yeah relationships are repaired yeah. that have gone through that and they thrive um but it's a process right and it's a process and and even in saying a process it's sometimes a process that doesn't end well so sometimes you'll have couples who listen to this and say well it worked with others it's not Mm. but why didn't it work with us and i i don't i don't in in the in this in these topics that we're talking about in ephesians 4 um and and that's where i think because in ephesians 6 it talks about you know putting on the the armor in other words this whole battle Mm. and uh, spiritual struggle that we're we're engaged in um, there's this acknowledgement that this in this life 
um, not everything is a fairy tale ending. Mm-hmm. Even and you can be a good Christian. <laughs> like you can you can do your best, mm-hmm. um, but it doesn't. Boy, I hope we don't end on this. No, that's rather, <laughs> no, I, I will. I, say, I don't want to go too long. No. but that's a kind of a depressing way. No, to, no, but I. <laughs> but it's I, real. Oh, it, it is. It is real, and it's important. And and I just want to say, like, how I appreciate your um, just your your wisdom, like in handling even that topic, because um, it's not necessarily something that's this talked about mm-hmm. in the way that we're discussing it. Um, and we, I mean, there's lots of biblical examples of where forgiveness was present. The grace of God was present, but yet the brokenness was lived in. You think of Joseph and his and his family and his brothers, and God, God brought him to a point of mm-hmm. complete peace yeah. um, before his uh, before his brothers came back into his life and his family came came back into his life. Um, but I I also think of what you're saying in the context of Ephesians four gives us hope in the sense that that even living in that brokenness we can get to a place of forgiveness um, that we may not, that relationship may not be what it was, mm-hmm. may not be completely repaired, but I don't, uh, but I can go on and not slander. That's I right. can go on yeah. and live in uh, love. I can live in compassion and kindness mm-hmm. and um, not live in bitterness yeah. any, any longer carrying that burden of the bitterness of the relationship that was present um, while you're in that relationship. So, yeah. so I, I do think yeah. it's a positive. It is. And, and I mean, we talked quite a bit about Psalm four and mm-hmm. th- because that's uh, Paul quotes Psalm four. And in some ways in, in the Psalm, we, we know the issue, but we don't know if it, how well it worked out um, for David. But what's interesting is David ended up, um, talking about needing to trust God in this. And so when we're talking specifically about anger <laughs> and sometimes things done to us, uh, David, David's wisdom in Psalm 4 is, I mean, he, he invites us to learn from his instruction and his experience how to um, um, be angry but not sin. I think that's mm. the theme of, of Psalm 4, and, and Paul picks up on that. And, and that, I think that's, you know, we, we can lie down in peace at night. We can know the joy of the Lord yes. um, because we're not sinning in our anger. Um, and by that, we're not, you know, and we talked about, you know, even Paul bringing us to a unique understanding of anger and explanation of anger when he, he talks about it as a, it's, it's a spiritual matter as well. So mm-hmm. we looked at Ephesians 6 and, um, Satan being a deceiver, other places he traps us. And, um, you know, we can really get trapped in our anger. Mm-hmm. And Paul comes back and says, you know, when you're, you can be angry and not sin because you're entrusting that to God. So when you lie mm-hmm. down at night, you know the peace of God. And um, mm-hmm. we carry scars with us, relational scars, um, you know, maybe personal sin scars where things, where we've crossed the line and, it's had consequences. So we, we carry, we'll go into glory scarred. Um, mm-hmm. But there is still a place to lie our head, according to Psalm 4, um, because our life isn't defined by a bitterness or an anger mm-hmm. or a wrath or shouting or slander. Or just, 
you know, all these other forms of malice, but kindness, compassion, and forgiving. Mm -hmm. And interestingly, this coming Sunday, we're going to actually try and deal with the question of what happens when you, there is no transaction of forgiveness. Can you still forgive someone who hasn't asked for forgiveness? And Mm -hmm. I do think we can, Mm -hmm. and it's ultimately our heart before God, even though on this earth, there's been nothing that's been resolved. That's right. That's right. And that whole Psalm 4 thing, mm-hmm. connecting with Ephesians 4, yeah. is, is is amazing. It's brilliant. Um, Paul, it was so brilliant. And when you think of it in the sense of, if somebody knew relationship brokenness, it was David. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. like his life was full of of dealing with these things yeah. and dealing with these with, with these um with these issues that that, that we all deal with mm-hmm. in this in this broken world yeah. but why don't we uh why don't we end it with uh, with the words of psalm 4 that you've alluded to um the last few the last few verses which say um you have put more joy in my heart lord mm-hmm. than they have when their grain and their new wine abound i will both lie down and sleep in peace for you alone lord make me live in safety. Yeah. And that's what Ephesians 4 yeah. is. Yeah. Brings us to that point. Yeah. Peace with God. <laughs> <laughs>